Hello, I'm James Kirby, wealth editor at The Australian. And I'm Alan Cole, publisher of The Constant Investor. And we are... The Money Cafe. In fact, we are the budget lockup Money Cafe team with we you are tonight, folks. The Money Cafe inmates. Yes, locked <laughs> up. We're inside. We are locked up, and we're locked up for a while yet, Alan. Uh, we've been in here since half one, and everyone, as usual, is starting to get exhausted now and starting to walk around, and, and everyone's chatting. Uh, and uh, meanwhile, the production people are uh, super busy trying to put it all together. And the party pies have gone cold now. And there's no tea left. There's no Actually, tea there's left. There's no water left. No water left. <laughs> it's because all these public services. Sandwiches go have home. gone hard and curling. It's, yeah, they go home know, early. It's a sad, it's a sad sight. They, they expect to clean up fast in here. But, okay, so tell me, we got a fair bit leaked, didn't we, really? Like, especially um, the big uh, stuff they leaked uh, this morning, and we knew about tax cuts with a good idea. But what are you, what's your first impressions uh, of uh, this uh, pre election, this last uh, budget before the next election from um, the Treasurer and Well, there's team. just all this money coming in, and I just think budgeting is so much easier when there's lots of money around. You know, where's that money coming from? Well, it's, it's coming from extra company tax and extra individual income tax, but mainly. Um, and uh, it's because of um, uh, growth in employment. You know, uh, wage growth isn't strong, as we know, but employment growth is strong. And uh, company profits are strong. So there's this money pouring the in. Money's so pouring I've in. calculated that um, in the two years between the last time we had an actual outcome as opposed to forecasts, which was last financial year, 2016-17, year to June 17. Between that time and the uh, budget year that this budget's about, which is 2018-19, mm. um, the extra money is $64 billion, or an increase of 15.6% in tax receipts. Which is, like, which is That's a absolutely lot. And, and completely outpacing economic so growth. Economic growth is almost misleading when you find out so in, that that's in the, the golden amount years, coming in. In Howard yeah. and Costello's golden years, when they're reporting surpluses and paying off the national debt and setting up the future fund, the tax receipts were growing at the same pace as they have now, or as they are now. Right, and so, so it's, it's really it's broadly it's, similar. It's similar now yeah. to what Howard and Costello. Um, and, and just on, those re on that revenue lift, uh, is it commodities? Uh, is that uh, important in the overall yeah, scheme yeah, it's, of things? Yeah, but it's it's broader than that now. I mm. mean, in those days, obviously, it was all about the mining boom. Now it's about tourism, uh, the education boom. Uh, it has a lot to do with China, really, mm. and also the employment boom, which is increasing individual income tax. Uh, that's, 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 that's actually healthier, isn't it? And so just to, to give people a, an idea of the basic uh, announcement, obviously they did come through with the personal tax uh, uh, changes and they're really at the, at the uh, lower end. And also some of the other uh, inducements, I suppose, they had in mind for, for older people and retirees. But before we get to all that, if all the money's rolling in, one thing I noticed was all these measures, the ones that were leaked and the ones that people will read about tomorrow, um, they're not really big. You know, like these, these, they take these measures and they're revenue neutral often. Are there 5 million, 10 no, million? They they're tiny. They, they they're not spending much. For two reasons. The, reason they, the two reasons they can't have big measures, and also the tax cuts have been put off for years. I mean, you know, it's a seven year plan, which is mm. meaningless mm. in the context of a two or three year electoral cycle. I yeah, mean, in the political plans, reality. You know, well, we know on. from the company So the reason they can't do anything big is firstly, they're starting off with a, quite a whopping deficit. So they've got to get it down. And they have said that they'll get the deficit down by 19, 
uh, sorry, 2020, and they're, they're going to do that. Uh, and uh, and to, be, other, to be fair, they've accelerated that, haven't they? That's, yeah, they that's have. coming in they've, earlier they've than they said. One year. They've one year earlier, one year than, earlier. They, than they said last year. Well, because it's just rolling in money. Mm. And the other reason is the NDIS, which is soaking up a huge amount of money. Now, look, about the NDIS. So, so what they were going to do was they were going to increase the tax rate, basically, by half a percent. They were going to they were going to lift the tax rate effectively to yeah because the Medicare levy was going to go from was going to go up by half percent. Now they decided not to do that. So tell me about the NDIS. Well, like, how important is it, and is it jeopardised by the fact that they decided not to specifically fund it? So so I uh, I mentioned the 64 billion increase mm. in receipts mm. between 2017 2019. Now of that. Um, uh, uh, 18.7 billion goes on reducing the deficit, right? Right. That leaves yes. 45 billion to spend on other stuff, and um, the assistance to people with disabilities um, increases by 23.6 billion so over it, that period. So it's half. When you when you take out the, the reducing the deficit, it's half of all the government's money. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's enormous, um, really. It's enormous, totally yeah. enormous. And, and it's kind of like a and there's st- well, they they're very little wriggle room around it. It would seem. If and this the rest is of a good it, year. So, uh, some of it. So that's half of it, and then the rest of it's on health, education, defence. There's a lot of money on defence. Uh, this is over the past couple of years. Um, so I look. I mean, I tend to. I try to look at the government like a company. You know, money in, money out. Hmm. Uh, how much are they making? And what's real? Not what's forecast but what's real promised yeah um and so and that's kind of it so uh, of that money that's coming in eight billion's gone on defense um and 20 billion plus is going on the ndis yeah and so then you look at you know what what's going to happen over the next four years according to their forecast which as i say you know aren't real but anyway they it gives an idea of what they're going to be doing and basically it's all about increasing social welfare over the next, five, if you look at the individual expenditure um, forecasts, it's health and uh, social welfare soak up everything, and everything yeah. else, mm. including um, transport, housing, public order, recreation, culture, all this, all these kind of line items in the in the budget, all get cut. Yeah. You know, um, well, well, to some extent, they always do, though, health, the health and social welfare, especially with an ageing population, they always do. I mean, one of the things I thought, to me, uh, the, the outstanding thing is the emphasis on the family home. Yes. They've, so they've kind of decided, that's it, we're stuck. We can't tax it ever. And, and it's been going up in value. So if you think of all the measures today, they've got that in common. You know, if you think about the reverse, this is an interesting one. They'll get yeah. an awful shock if this reverse mortgage, government-backed reverse mortgage becomes a success. Because, you know, there's well, been how one. How does it work? Tell me what's going well, it's on a reverse, with that. It's a, a reverse mortgage where, where the government has said they will, uh, you, can, you can get a remote, not from the bank, but you can go into the government and they will give you a reverse mortgage. And that means what happens is, uh, you have, let's say you have a house, a big family house, but you've got a small pension and you don't have enough money each year. You can actually extend your income by getting uh, an income stream from, from this loan that, that you'll go with the government. That's it, basically. It's and you mortgage be, your house to the government. You mortgage your house to the government, which is a a lot better perhaps than mortgaging it to a bank and the scheme actually I'm exists I'm not so sure about that uh, look I'd be sure about it actually <laughs> have you been have you been watching the Royal Commission but also that scheme actually exists it's been going for 30 years there's always been a government reverse mortgage but nobody knows 
Nobody knows this exists, and did, nobody goes I near it. I certainly didn't know. Did you know that it's given away 30 million over 30 years, which is like nothing. Yeah. 30 million over yeah. 30 years, yeah. not yeah. 30 billion. Hawk, no, Hawk brought it in, and no one knows about it, and no one goes near it. It's extremely restrictive. So what happened today was they said, we're stopping the restrictions. There are, there are no more restrictions. If you're a pension age in Australia, you can come to the government and get a reverse mortgage. So can I do that? You can. Uh, so it's not means tested. Oh, mind uh, you, I'd come under uh, any there, means there, test. Well, there there totally are there poor. are limits to how much the income stream can be. Uh, something like I think it's one and a half times. It can only be one and a half times what the pension is. But um, gee, it's not bad, you know. And the other thing is that it's currently considerably cheaper than the bank's ones. It's five. The one, the obscure one, is five percent, and the bank's ones are six percent up. So so it would be cheaper to do it with the government. So that's interesting. And what are they doing with superannuation, which is the other end of retirement? Very little. Uh, because they did so much last year, I mean, very little, really. The other big, the other big one was they've introduced this. Um, they've introduced a couple of things, like they've done a, a tweak on SMSFs. You know, uh, Costello's thing about the forgotten people. The, the, yeah, there's yeah. the wealthy, the wealthy and the big income earners. Well, there's a little, there's a little giveaway in there for the, for the. If you earn more than 260 grand a year. Uh, and you've got problems with your SGC because the SGC payments from your multiple employers are crashing into each other. You can nominate that one of them doesn't that one of them doesn't pay it anymore. So, for, so there was a little uh, a teeny benefit for the the wealthy that the forgotten wealthy that uh, Costello mentioned this morning. But uh, so, so we can they can go back to being forgotten now. Yeah, there's 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 not much uh, there's not much. The other thing was they announced and they leaked this. Of course, they 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 gave it to both the national newspapers this morning. Um, how the, an, an extra 15,000 places for home-based aged care. But that's, again, on the same theme. It's kind of exploiting, if that's yeah. the right word, the family home and, you know, making it even more sacrosanct than it was. So Didn't I hear you call out across the room that they're increasing the SGC? Yeah, maybe? they are. They are. They are in four years' time. So the SGC is 9.5%. Four years' time? Yeah. You see, Abbott froze it, uh, and the forward estimates this year, they, they had to make a call, whether they extend Abbott's freeze at 9.5%, or whether they'd continue on their merry way to 12%, which was what the original plan was. And they're continuing on their merry way. Which so is are they not saying a, it's going to 12%, or is it going to yeah, yeah, they just are. go to 10%? No, no, they, they are. And, uh, but it goes from 9.5% to 10 uh, July 2021, so 1st of July 2021. So the industry funds and the big finance houses will love that. But they won't like, there was some stuff, they scrapped exit fees in the super, and there's some sort of protective measures they've taken. That's the big one. Uh, to yeah. protect low-income super people. So they did a few things there. So the, GST, uh, so the um, super guarantee levy will become the same as the GST? It's on its way. It's on its way. Well. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's an interesting one because they had the, they could have said we'd extend the freeze and they might have got away with it, but uh, clearly they couldn't get it through their own party uh, for one reason or another. Do you think, you know, when we look at it now, do you think they've distinguished themselves enough now? Because up until now, between the two parties, there wasn't much, except the frank dividends. That was the big difference. Well, it's still, it's still just the frank dividends, I think. I mean, I, you know, they're going to... I think they are not very uh, dissimilar, if I can put it that way, the two big well, What parties. about these issues today? What about these efforts today? Don't you think that the, the, the tax cuts... The, what about the, the speeding thing about the, the government, uh, rev, the government uh, tax will not represent more than 23.9% of the budget? Well, that's yes, something uh, the ALP haven't uh, signed up to. That's true, but, uh, but um, 
I think it's a relatively meaningless figure because it's only it's only ever breached 23.9 percent ever four times. Oh yeah, and right. When did it breach it last? Uh, GFC. Uh, 2006. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. That's not GFC. It's PGFC. So it was really the four, four years under Costello and Howard mm. when they were making all this money, and you know the, the huge surpluses came in. And um, you know, so what you're saying is it's not much of a limit. It's not much of a speed well, limit. Well, look. I mean, it's it's for, it is forecast to hit 23.9 in a few years' time. Mm. Um, but but it kind of almost never does. Yeah. I mean, this is you know this is. Mm. You know, I mean, look, it is a hard limit, and they've made it a cap, and good on them, uh, I suppose. But the trouble with that is that it means that you that the taxation is kind of uh, forever consigned to increase the, GD, the rate of GDP, and GDP is forecast to increase at three percent, and expenditure over the next few four five years is is um, is forecast to increase at five and a half percent per annum. Right? Yes, yeah, so it legitimizes the trajectory. So, so if yeah. uh, so if the uh, if receipts really are cons- uh, held to three percent increases per annum, mm. and um, expenditure is going to increase at five and a half to six percent per annum, which is what they're forecasting, then something's got to give, yeah. right? Yeah. And uh, and particularly with NDIS growing, and and aging and health and all that stuff all growing tremendously, so they're just going to have to. And I suppose this is in a way the point of twenty three point nine percent is to lock in cuts to other services, other, you know, lock in cuts to the public service, yes. cuts to other expenditures, because yeah, you have them. to do it. Mm, mm. Um, but also what it means, though, is that, you know, you don't end up with big surpluses like, they had, like the coalition had yep. when it got to 24.2% of GDP. Um, back in the mid two thousands, so, yes, yeah, you yeah, know, and they yeah. and they managed to they managed to pay off the national debt, set up the future fund. Mm. Well, I suppose on a global scale, you know, on a global scale, it's pretty impressive, really. On an international comparison to other countries, um, it's it's quite impressive to have to even have that. One well, last thing, to, yeah, before we go, we haven't mentioned all about the roads and the rail and all the huge tunnel projects, but. You know, with all these endless projects, which, of course, they pre-announced in every city. They did a little road tour and they went to every city and they said, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. Have we got fiscal policy, de facto fiscal policy back with us? No, no, listen, I reckon it is policy. Basically, what it is, is immigration policy. The reason I have to spend all this money on infrastructure is because of their immigration policy. There's no mention of that today. No, because that's, Not what, a word. It's, but that's, what it's, that's what it's about. They're desperate because if they don't spend the money on infrastructure, the, the they'll just will... get voted out because we can't actually yeah. drive around anywhere. Yes, yeah. You know, like it'll, be, it'll be an absolute nightmare. We won't be able to go anywhere. We'll all be stuck at home. <laughs> and we'll chuck them out. Uh, yes, yes. Well, perhaps that's it. Uh, there's so much. Uh, what's interesting uh, over the next few days, that's really what's going to come out. The first night, all we can do is really give you the what happened. It's in the next few days that we start to distill what really happened. And um, we will actually be back with you again with our regular Money Cafe this Thursday, folks. And we'll have had time to think it uh, through. We'll to think it through. Uh, and and I can assure you, everybody, yes. that we will not change our mind. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, look, we'll leave it there for tonight. We're still here in the lockup and we probably have to get out of here pretty soon. I want to thank everybody to, uh, for tuning into our special edition. We leave it there for today, Alan. Don't forget, you can subscribe to the Money Cafe on Apple Co- Podcasts, your app of choice, and leave a review and rating. And if you want to send us in questions, including questions on the budget for this week's show, email us on hello, H-E-L-L-O, at theconstantinvestor.com. Until next week, I'm James Kirby, Wealth Editor at The Australian. 
And I'm Alan Kohler, publisher of The Constant Investor. Talk to you soon. doesn't have to be boring. The Brits have given Prince Harry a new nickname after yet another tell-all interview. Oh, God, is it the ginger winger? <laughs> <laughs> Let the team at news.com.au get you up to speed each day with their podcast from the newsroom. A couple were busted joining the Mile High Club. Well, I guess they can't fly virgin anymore. <laughs> Politics, sport, red carpets, royals. Get all the goss in just a few minutes. Follow from the newsroom wherever you get your podcast from.